The following is a sermon that was preached at Good News Lutheran Church in Mount Hoare, Wisconsin. It was preached on Sunday, January 9th, 2022, on the basis of Matthew 2, verses 1 through 12. For more information or to view our entire sermon library, visit goodnewslc.org. Thank you for listening. There's a ritual that takes place on school activity fields and in gym classes across the nation. Maybe you've taken part in it. A group of children lines up in an orderly fashion and they wait as two team captains pick their teams until everyone is chosen. If you've been in your fair share of school flag football games or dodgeball matches, you know that pretty quickly a hierarchy develops. At the top are the kids who are athletic, who are talented, who will win you the game. They get picked first. Next up are the average kids who know how to catch, they know the rules of the game, and maybe that's about it. And then finally comes the bottom of the barrel, the outsiders, the kids who don't know the rules, who can't catch to save their life. They maybe don't even want to play, and no one really wants them on their team. Now, even though the days of recess and physical education are in the past for many of us, the truth is, is that our world still works by kind of the same rules. When we have the choice, there are certain people that we like to work with, that we like to be with, that we like to have on our side, on our team. They're strong, they're capable, they're talented, they're smart, they're nice. They're the best of us, the ones that we strive to be like. They're insiders, we might call them. And on the other side, there are people that we don't really want to be with, that we would rather not call our friends. Their lives are a mess. We would never call them a friend or invite them over. They're the outsiders. Today, as we celebrate Epiphany and the beginning of the Epiphany season, our worship series will be called the Epiphany Orientation. God takes the way that we see the world, and he flips it upside down. See, the world wants insiders. The world likes the strong, the powerful, the capable. But God chooses outsiders, the weak, the forgotten, the leftovers. And at first, that sounds strange to our ears. But today, God shows us that that's really good news for us. The city of Jerusalem was abuzz with activity. Strange visitors had come from the east. They wore strange clothes. They looked strange. They talked strange. They had strange accents. These men were called magi. They were a group of wise men who came from the east who specialized in magic, in sorcery, in interpreting the stars, all things that God expressly prohibited in his word. But here these magi were, these foreigners, these pagans, these outsiders, and they were here looking for the Messiah, the King of the Jews. When King Herod, the ruler of the region, heard their request, he gathered together all of the religious insiders, the experts, the chief priests, the scribes, the ones who knew the scriptures front and back, and he went to the right place because these were the most pious people in the land. They were the wisest. They were the ones that everyone looked up to, the ones that everyone admired. They were the ones who kept all of the laws that God had given to Moses all the festivals, all the ceremonies, they did it all. About as close to perfection as you could probably get. 
And Herod asked these people where the Messiah would be born, and they said, in Bethlehem, a town just a few miles south of Jerusalem. Armed with this knowledge, Herod went back to the Magi secretly, and he sent them to Bethlehem. And so with the city still abuzz with confusion, the Magi made that trek to Bethlehem alone. When we hear this story, it strikes us as a little bit strange. We might wonder, why only the Magi? Why are they the only ones that we hear going to see Jesus? Why not the scribes? Why not the priests? Why not the experts in the law? After all, these were God's chosen people, the Jews. They were the descendants of the Bible heroes Abraham and Moses and David. They had been waiting for the promise of the Messiah for hundreds and hundreds of years. And yet, here in this story, we hear these pagans, these outsiders, these foreigners, they're the first ones that Matthew tells us go looking for Jesus. And it strikes us as odd. If we could, maybe we would rewrite the story and we'd flip it around to something like this. First, the scribes, the experts, the religious insiders would come. They would worship Jesus. And then maybe later, then the Magi would come. Then they would have their chance to worship Jesus. And maybe it strikes us as strange because, in a way, we see ourselves as religious insiders. We have the Bible. We come to church. And when we look around, we feel pretty satisfied. Our church is doing well. It's full of beautiful families and upstanding citizens and kind and friendly people. And we might start to feel maybe even a little smug. It's good in here. It's warm in here, not like that cold outside world where the godless, where the wicked, where the bad people live. Thank God we're not like those people. And we begin to think that because we check all those spiritual boxes, because we're good people, because we like to think that we do the right thing, that somehow we're better than others, and that's why God chose us. That's why God loves us more. Because that's the way the, the world works, right? That's the rule of the world. The good people get more good. The bad get bad. Only the deserving receive praise and recognition, and the insiders are the ones who get the upper hand, the leg up on everyone else. And that might be the way that the world works, but I guess the question is, is that how you want your God to work? As the Magi were leaving Jerusalem on their way to Bethlehem, the star suddenly reappeared in the sky, and they were filled with joy because they knew that God was leading them. And they followed the star until it led them to the very house where Mary and Joseph and the baby Jesus were. After a journey of months, maybe even years, over hundreds of miles, they had finally reached their destination. They had found the Messiah. They went in and they bowed down and they worshipped the Savior and they opened their gifts, expensive gifts of gold, frankincense, and myrrh. And after this brief time with their Savior, they went back home, back to their people, back to their country, filled with joy and wonder. And that's it. That's the story of the Magi. It comes to a close, and we might find ourselves wondering more about them. These good things that, the, that they did, the journey that they took, 
these expensive gifts that they brought. But that's not the focus of the story at all. Because 12 verses, that's all Matthew writes about them. They never show up again in the Bible. We don't even know their names or how many of them there were. And that's because the real focus of the story isn't on the journey of the Magi as they came to Jesus, but it's on how God brought these foreigners and outsiders to him, how he led them to him by star, by prophecy, by his word. And underneath this beautiful story is the story of how God upends the rules of this world to make outsiders like us his own. Because if you really want to live by the rules of this life, we aren't the insiders that we think we are. We aren't the good people who we pretend to be. We may think we've checked all the boxes. Good coworker, good friend, kind person, loving spouse, great parent. But at the end of the day, is that enough? How will you ever know that you've done enough, that God will love you because of what you do? And what about those things that you don't do? What about those things that you've done that you regret? And what about those thoughts and those desires that run through your head and your heart? And even those good things that we do do, are they really as valuable and as good as we think? Or have they just become points of pride and vanity that we hang our hats on? Because in the grand scheme of this universe, what do you have that you could offer to the creator of the universe that he'd be interested in? If we want to apply the rules of this world to God's wisdom, all we're left with is a cold and bitter story. All we're left with is a life of striving for unattainably high standards, a life where we live in constant fear of wondering, is this next mistake the one that puts me over the edge, that takes away God's love from me? And we're left with this terrifying thought of a place that we've all been, of an experience we've all had, the sadness of being left alone, the loneliness of being left by ourselves, and the emptiness of being left outside in the cold. But God opens the door. He extends a hand to you and he pulls you in and he warms you with the message of his good news. And here is his good news, that God chooses people like us. God chooses us regardless of what we have or haven't done, but simply because of something that never changes, his goodness. It's his goodness that led him to bridge the distance between heaven and earth. It's his goodness that led him to travel through a life in our place, a life of hardship and suffering. And it's his goodness that took him to the cross where he died in our place, all to give us life. Not because of anything we've done to deserve it, but simply because he chose us and he loves us. And it fills us with joy and wonder. Joy in a God who loves us with no strings attached. Wonder in a God who loves us so much that he gave up everything to make us rich. Wonder as we look at our own stories and see the stars God placed in our skies to bring us to himself. The journeys that he brought us on to bring us to this point, to faith, to church to his word. And this message fills us with a gospel warmth that nothing else can match. That you are deeply loved, that God wanted you on his team, not because 
you were capable, but simply because he just wanted you. And if this message is for the Magi, if it's for sinners like us, well then, it's for everyone. It's for our neighbors, for our friends, for our families. But it's also for the outsiders, the people that the world forgets, the people that the world leaves behind. This message is for all. And this is what sets us apart. This is the special gift God has given us to carry out as we go through this cold world. It's the message of warmth in a world that is cold. It's the message of love in a world that needs it. It's the message of a guiding star in a world where so many people are lost. To come out from the cold and come inside to God's love. To behold with joy and wonder at what God has done for us. And to marvel at the beauty and the amazing love of God that takes outsiders like us and brings us inside. Amen.